So before um, we start this podcast, I just want to say a special thank you to my brother, Tyler Bardock, for allowing me to use the Volt Studios to just record the podcast. Definitely check him out at the Volt 973 on Instagram. Extraordinary producer, extraordinary human being. Shout out to my boy as well, Trey. Appreciate him for coming through tonight, you know what I mean? Being part of the team, doing everything that he's doing. Very live EP now on all streaming platforms. Very, very alive. Very alive. Go check that out. Purpose of the On Point podcast is to give artists, creatives, entrepreneurs, etc., just the opportunity to really take deeper dives into not only their craft, but the eternal stuff inside of them, things that you guys typically don't see. The first episode that I ever had um, I was blessed to have it with my brother and close friend, Terrence Copeland, Terry Mack for some. And I appreciate all the feedback from it. Um, we had an excellent and wonderful time doing it. Now for the second episode, I'm actually blessed again to be doing the podcast with another good friend of mine, a good brother, Mr. Kai, Kyrie Young. You know what I'm saying? What's up, bro? What's going on, man? I'm doing all right. Um, so we're here in the Vault Studios. Yes, sir, back where it all started. Exactly. Um, and you say back where we all where it all started. Um, you had a project that just came out in August. Yeah. Entitled Mango. Actually, it came out in July. July. Yeah, July. 30th. See, I'm messing this up. <laughs> I'm messing this up. But it came out in July. Um, it came out in July. But for those that actually don't know. You actually took a hiatus from music. Yeah, actually. So before Mango even was a thing, for a second, music potentially wasn't going to be a thing. Yeah, it was actually uh, not going to be a thing at all. Life happens, you know. It's been a long journey. I had gone on a path where I was, uh, I had gotten a manager. Um, I had a couple tracks that had a couple thousand plays on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was racking up some numbers. You know, I mean, I had a, a solid, like, a little following going on with me or whatever. But, you know, life happens. You know, I ended up uh, having my first child. Mm-hmm. And uh, things that we, we'll talk about a little later on in the podcast, but, you know, like, for other reasons, I just decided that like it was best for me to uh, put that to the side for a little bit and focus on being a father first, mm-hmm. or not even uh, just figuring out how to be a father because I just didn't. That wasn't something that was around for me like that as a child. So, do you always love music? Yeah. And then to find out that you're talented at it, and then. You're you're obtaining this buzz. You're attaining these numbers, and you know you're you're getting good feedback from people and stuff like that. And you have this opportunity, but then to have to deny it, like what was what was your mindset just thinking during that time period? Honestly, uh, you know, I was I was going through a lot mentally at that point in time before I even like before my I, I knew about my daughter mm-hmm. or knew that she was coming in the picture. And me, and my girl was all we was going. We 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 really didn't know. Like it was like a less. Like, really out of the blue thing, like, we found out. But uh, even before, like, before we found out about that, I was I was already 
going through things in my own mind as far as me like having like major anxiety mm-hmm. issues and going through depression um I was on pills at one point as well uh which is something that I actually weaned myself off of literally cold turkey like they, they put me on it when I was about 18 and I think that lasted for like two months and I was just like nah fuck that like it was making me feel like a zombie. It was it was taking my personality away from me. You know, it wasn't even like making me feel like it wasn't even taking like you know how like when you you when you have emotions, they range from like you can be sad, you can be happy, like I I didn't have any emotion at yeah. all. Like I was literally a just living. I was a zombie. I was just here. So I stopped taking those, but I never did anything else to like really get a grasp of my own mind and get a grasp of my own soul and the things like do things that made me made me whole i was going through a lot of things at that time going through breakups and and uh uh, i had dropped out of school uh i was back at home Uh right back at the place where i felt like i didn't really want to be so the place i was you know i felt like i was trying to run up not even not run away from, but just get away from. Because I always, you know, I I had to be humbled a little bit because I always felt like I was just better than, like, what was going on around me, mm-hmm. you know? So I never really got a full grasp on that, on, on my own mind. And then when my child came, you don't even get that option, bro. It's not, it's no longer about you. So you can't, you, you can't worry about what you feeling or how your mind is working. Like, you got a whole new mind to feed. You know, you got a whole mouth to feed. So it was just time to grind and work, so... I ain't even thinking. I, I honestly, I wasn't even thinking about it mm-hmm. anymore. Like I still, you you weren't thinking about it, but were you feeling it? I was feeling it. I was definitely feeling. It. I was feeling it every day. Uh-huh. Like, I was feeling it like, like damn. Like I, I don't even like what. Like what am I gonna do? Like this is mm-hmm. this is what I chose to do. This is the only thing that I like. One of the one of the only things in my life that I feel like I actually worked really really hard for mm-hmm. and saw some of the fruits of that labor coming to me. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, that was like really hard to like give up at the time, but it it wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't that hard mm-hmm. because like as a man, as a man and men, men will all go through this at some point. Um, some people I know have already gone through the same situation mm-hmm. or similar situations. And some young niggas I know right now is going to go through the same situation too. Um, at some point as a man, you just, you gotta look at the bigger picture. Yeah. And do what you gotta do. My daughter came first. Mm-hmm. Her mother came first. Like mm-hmm. that literally was it. So, you know, gotta do what you gotta do. I was working at a hotel as a security guard when I came home from school. And I don't know, I just started I just put my head down, started grinding and like started learning everything I could about like hospitality. Some shit I don't even get I don't even care about. Mm-hmm. At all. You know what I'm saying? Just to like try to put that effort into you know, become something better. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked my way up. Eventually, I, you know, got on the got on with the front desk team and became the supervisor. And then I got I got uh, became the manager. And you know, I was grinding. You know, doing that, doing that while um, still trying to like attempt a music career. Mm-hmm. But it it wasn't really. It was like a half-ass music career. So why would you try to attempt something? If you know he was gonna be able to put your all into it, uh, and that's that's the thing though. It's like 
I don't know. I, I don't. I don't even know. What, I don't mm. even know. I really don't. But I feel like I just couldn't give it up. Like I couldn't give it up. When did you come to the point that you realized that the attempts wasn't as strong as you perceived them to be at the time? Man, ah, around my daughter's first birthday, because mm-hmm. I was I was going to like different studios. I, I really hadn't found like the people that I felt like for me as far as like the music was concerned. And at the same time, also being that I have a child, like transportation yeah, and distance from wherever my kid was, was like a, a thing that was always on my mind. Like I was super, I was super paranoid. I never wanted to be that far from her. Yeah. Never wanted to be that far from her mother. Like I never wanted to have that be a, I never wanted that to be a thing where like I wasn't, within like enough reach for me to be able to get there in case something yeah Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so like i thought about i thought about all of that stuff i hit a point where i was making music Mm -hmm. and i didn't love any of it that's when i knew that it was half-assed like that's when i knew i was giving i wasn't giving my best effort that's when i knew that like my mind wasn't really there like i was trying to do it but i just i was just doing it i was going through the motions i was wasting money Mm -hmm. I was wasting time, time that I could have been spending with my family and like trying to figure out another like career path because hospitality was never for me. I just did that shit because I had to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I could have been spending that time doing that. And instead I was, I was trying to make it happen when it just wasn't the right time. But one thing I will credit though, one thing I will say about that time period though, it turned me into a way better artist. And the reason why is because I was really going through it mentally. Like, I, I was going through my anxiety, my depression. Like, there were so many real-life things going on. When I first started working at the hotel, they had me working overnights. I was working overnights for, like, two years straight, 11, a, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. I was doing that, like, five days a week while everybody else is sleeping. I'm up working at this hotel. I took that time to really, like, I was always a writer. Like, I always wrote. I had a lot of bars. I could spit for, like, whatever, how long, however long I wanted to. Bars, bars, bars. If you need the bars, I got you. Yeah. But... That really like got me to the point where I started putting songs together, like whole songs together. I was sitting in 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 the back office in the hotel, you know what I'm saying? I turned YouTube on, on my computer at, in, in my office and I sit back there and I would just listen to beats all day, like the whole shift, eight hours straight, I listened to beats. I was trying to write songs, as many songs as I possibly could and like, trying to come up with different kinds of flows and I don't know, something just clicked inside me when I was doing that because it got to a point where I just started writing. And as soon as I put my pen to the pad and start writing bars or start writing a hook, I started hearing ad-libs. I started hearing like yeah, the different breaks and shit and yeah. the music. Like I, I was hearing everything and it was just like, all right, like it might be time for me to get back to this. So undisclosed information, um, that's about to be disclosed now, but uh, we um, it was it's something that Terrence and I were thinking years ago when we were planning on having starting our company that we have now. We were figuring out artists which we were gonna have. So you as well as Henny were the first two that popped into our minds with it. Yeah, and this is this was years ago. Yeah, I, I I I always tell people all the time, I'm like, yo, they was trying to get me to do this shit a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like like before we had money to like file paperwork and do all this stuff, we was plotting this. They was trying to get me to do this shit a long time ago, and I wasn't even trying to rap for real. Like, 
<laughs> I was just doing it just cause. So um, one night, um, I was on uh, Twitter. Something I don't really go on a lot, and I saw someone tweet at Kai saying, "I ain't hear no Kai, new Kai Young in a minute." So it's like two a.m. I'm like, I retweeted it. I retweeted it, and then after I retweeted it, um, Kai had uh, he had retweeted himself. He commented back with the eye emoji. So I was like, "Oh, interesting. All right, let me let me see what let me see what he's talking about." So then that's when I messaged you, and uh, I was just like, "Like, what's good?" And then you said that it's funny that I had said something because you said that you think it's about that time. You gotta get back to it. So after that, um. We shot you the information um, to where we coming at. I'll say that my uh, I got a homie named Tyler. What he does, he do, he what he does, he does it very well. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah, <laughs> he and does uh, it very well. And um, I think that you two would click based on my previous experience with him, as well as uh, Max' previous experience with him. So um, first time we I came. Uh, cool. Well, hold on, hold on. Before I even, before even, <laughs> before we even get to that point, I was driving here. <laughs> How'd I, was, I go, I, bro? First off, like I live in Dover. Um, you told me it was in Rockaway, and I yeah. was like, okay, word, like that shit's right here. Like it's right next to me. I guess easy. Yeah. Five minutes. I put this shit in my GPS. Shit said 20, 20 minutes, like 21 minutes. I said 21 oh, minutes. To Rockaway don't sound for right. 21 minutes where? I don't know where, what, like, what, where, where am I going? And I remembered that Rockaway was bigger than just the regular Rockaway that I've seen. And that's the, the first day I came to Tyler's studio. That's when I realized that there's two different Rockaways. Bro, it's like, <laughs> bro, I drove, We I, I come down Green Pond Road, and I'm like, all right, I've been down this way before. Like, I got some homies that live, I have some homies that live out here in high school or whatever. So I'm driving, and I'm like, all right, we're, this motherfucker live in the cut. Like, he live, he live in the sticks. Yeah. He live in the sticks for real. There, there's no streetlights out bro, here. Bro, bro, I, like, Tyler, the first black person I know that live out here. He's probably the only black person that lives out here. <laughs> he would have been, bro. He would have whole being. He the first person I ever met that live out here. I'm like, all right, this this man, like, he, he cool. Like, we about to be in the cut. Like, we about to be able to make noise and shit. Like, ain't gonna be nobody bothering us. Word. So I'm driving here, and, like, I'm, 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 I'm probably, like, two minutes from the crib. I'm, I might be, like, 100 feet away, but I see, like, four bears just, like, go across the street. And I was like, yo, this man live in the fucking woods, bro. Like, he really out here living in the woods. So I'm, I'm, I'm driving back. I'm dry, I, I let those bears pass. It was a mama bear and, like, three cubs. It was all big as shit. You know what I mean? I'm sitting in the whip like, damn. I can't call my girl because I don't got service on my phone. Word. <laughs> as soon as you come over here, your service dropped down to 3G. Bro, what's 3G? My, my phone said sorry. <laughs> Word. Just turned off. I was like, oh, shit. So I busted the left. You know what I mean? I came back here and I was like, ah, word. This is this is where I need to be. Yeah. So Isolated from bro, people. Bro, he not even in the cul-de-sac, bro. He in the back of the cul-de-sac. <laughs> like, he by himself, bro. Like, by himself so I'll be coming to crib it's like alright word like the setup is beautiful like got a nice house as well like 
great parents. I see a whole bunch of pictures of everybody smiling. I'm like, bro, I'm going to love it here. Like, I'm going to love it in this house. For a couple months, we started working on your album. Yeah. (laughs) I started working on your album. Yeah. And we started working. And then that ended up taking a shift. And we said, you know what? We're going to do an EP. Yeah. And we're going to take our time with the album. Yeah. We, we, I wanted to do that album. And uh, I wanted to call it the right time. Yeah. Based on like my story and like what I had going on in my life. And, you know, kind of like up to date as to where I was at that point. Me just getting back into music and like being ready to take over and, you know, kind of like regain that, like that that place that I felt like I was going to when I was when I was when I was doing it for that short like year or two where I was really felt like I was really about to blow up for a little bit. Yeah. Um the right time also it also signified like the time that I I I, I had when I was in a, working in a hotel overnight, you know, just trying to grind for my family. Like that time that I had to myself that I was just writing everything down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was getting all my all my emotions, all my thoughts off, off off me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even if the even if those verses didn't come up end up being anything, I had I still have three, four, five notebooks full of songs. Exactly. Full of full of full of full of uh unfinished verses or unfinished uh, unfinished thoughts. You know what I mean? Just like As an artist, when you see that you have all that work of no unfinished music or unfinished um, songs and everything like that. What goes through your mindset? Like, do everything like, oh, I need to go back and use these one day, nah. or it was just cool for that time period. Nah, it was, it was like, it's probably some shit on there. Like, I ain't uh-huh. gonna lie, but like when I when I think about it, like that was so necessary because at that time, like I was really just practicing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I got, I'm lucky. I got a I got a producer over here mm-hmm. to the right of me that you know. Before I even got to say anything, he already knows what I'm looking for. So, you know, I mean, I, I feel like right now we're at a, we're at a point where we can pretty much make whatever we want. But back then, I just I wasn't I wasn't there. I was just able to use that time to get all my thoughts off. Yeah. Regardless of what I was feeling, regardless of what I was talking about, could be some bullshit. But you know, I, I, I'm very appreciative of that time period because it it got me to this point right now where. It's helping me deal with a lot of things that I'm going through right now as well. Mm-hmm. So we do swap season, then we start the process of um, your next project. We didn't know at the time how everything was going to be. Yeah, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do next. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Swap season was such a like, it was such a breath of fresh air, but at the same time, it was kind of like, I can breathe now. But yeah. I just did something everybody knows I can do. Like, what am I going to do next? So that's how we get to Mango. Yeah. We, we get to Mango. And it's crazy because Mango wasn't even a thing until like we, it was like a week before like we came up with that title. But, but we were like, we were just fucking with a lot of different sounds yeah. at that point. Like we were just trying any, everything. Yeah, it was a lot of experimenting. A lot of experimenting. A lot of just stepping out into the, a, a new atmosphere and pretty much shutting off that comfort zone that we had around us. Once we submitted it and it was released out to all the streaming platforms, were you nervous? I was nervous as hell. And the reason why I was so nervous was because I just didn't know how it was going to be received. I was very confident in the music itself. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I was very confident in that. I felt like we had really worked hard on it and really put together something that we thought was going to last a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, put something together that we thought people were going to want to listen to over and over again. Um, and, and the overall project I felt confident about, but I specifically felt confident about So You Know, like the second track on it. Like I felt so confident about that song because we had done that song we had worked on for about like six months. Yeah. Yeah. Like that song we started working on in January, like right after New Year's, I think. It was, it was like, we started earlier. Was it? It was like December or something. Yeah, it was December. It was like, it was like early December we started working on that song. So by the time that one, I mean, we already know how that shit came. Yeah. It came and went. But the way that that, that song was created and the, the, the time that we put that together, bro, I, I, that was like my most, that, that's been my most, enjoyable experience making the song so far so I was so confident about that song that I just loved I, I was gonna love the project either way mm-hmm. but once we made Fly Away I was like yeah this shit no matter what I put out with with these two songs is gonna be fire and then Nebula was something that me and me and, me and my cuz put together mm-hmm. like that didn't take that didn't take us long at all it took us probably like two days mm-hmm. and I loved I liked that track as well I thought it was gonna be a really good opener so I uh I was nervous, but I wasn't really like that nervous. Yeah. I was just anxious. I was anxious to see what people were going to say. And what did you end up hearing? I, I got a lot of good reviews, man. I'm not I'm not even going to lie. Uh, it's it's crazy. Like I was getting love from people like that live near like live in my town that I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know that I don't I don't talk to like old heads that are like friends of my mom was hitting me up on Instagram. Like, you got a fan in me. Like, follow me on Instagram. I'm like, bro, don't follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but, like, no, get get off my page, bro. Like, go somewhere else with it. But, you know, I was very appreciative of it, you know. I think that, you know, once you hit that, once you hit make music where you're 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 touching more than one age group can like it and listen to it, like, the fact that my, my boy's grandma gave it, he had her on video saying that she loved it and it was amazing. And my daughter knows the words to the songs. Yeah, it's like, it's like a perfect bridge bridge for the, for that for that generational gap. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I feel like that was what we what we needed at that point in time. That's what I needed at that point in time. So all that leads us here today. I feel like right now I'm at a point where it's like I'm starting to I'm trying to get my mind back to a place where I feel whole. And like, just do give myself a lot of self love because I feel like I I I put it to the side for so long that now like me being alone, I feel, and not even that I'm alone, but just me being more by myself and being forced to do things on my own, it makes me feel a little more a wanting feeling yeah it's like just a wanting like a really like a really big wanting feeling like they can get into the bag and making sure that my family is good my mom's good mm-hmm. essential things in life yeah you know things that you know that as as men you know we feel like that's what we need to do so when you feel like you can't do that it does affect you it does affect your mindset mm-hmm. you gotta make sure that your home is always right first yeah and that's just something that I'm learning right now now and, based on your um previous experiences that you were dealing with um depression anxiety what exactly are you doing right now to cope with them professional help is definitely not something to shy away from 
Mm-hmm. I mean, going to see a therapist is definitely something that, like, if you feel like you have some kind of thing going on in your head, whether that be, like, in my case, where I have very bad anxiety, mm-hmm. um, almost to the point where, like, sometimes I don't sleep or I'll go to sleep and I'll wake up, like, at every hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay to go get help and talk to somebody or... You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not a pill popper. You know what I mean? I've never yeah. been a pill popper, but medication definitely will help you. Um, as long as you don't abuse it and you do it in the right way. Mm-hmm. And just fire whatever your 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 source of uh, inspiration and and faithfulness, um, whatever faith that, that may be mm-hmm. for you. With me, personally, I started going back to church with my mom. Mm-hmm. How's that helped you? It helped me a lot, to be honest with you, because I never really understood. Like when I was growing up, like I always was a super heavy church goer. My mom we went to church all the time. With the yeah. church on Sunday, we went to Bible study on Tuesday. Yeah. You know, like it was, we was at church two at least two times a week. You know, sometimes three. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I was at church all the time. Once I got older, and I, you know, uh, a, a growing young man. Yeah, you know, started doing my own life thing. Like I wasn't going to church at all for a little bit, and. I used to always see older people like in church, like, and I used to always make fun of the people that was like, you know, they they always they call it like catching the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? When they and they running up and down, you know what I mean? Or they they they're breaking down in tears and they crying when people are praying and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I never understood that, but it's like I went to church for the first time, bro. I cried, like I cried, like, and I felt like that was just a direct result of me feeling like I wasn't living my life the right way. I wasn't doing things with the right intention. I wasn't treating people the way that they needed to be treated. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing what a man does. I wasn't being a real nigga. Like you could never let your situation get too big for you to be able to control like what you can what you can control. Yeah. Like you can always control how you treat people. You can yeah. always control how you go about situations and how you handle certain things. You know, my mind obviously like I needed I I I should have been getting help for like my anxiety, my what you could you could call it bipolar kind of mm-hmm. like my 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 mood swings like I should have been getting help for it I should have been getting help with that while my daughter was while my daughter was alive while my daughter has been alive mm-hmm. and like growing I should have been taking that time to like get help help myself but I my I wasn't even thinking about that bro I was thinking about like now you know what I mean I was thinking about like the things I need right now my daughter needs this right now my daughter needs to eat right now and you have suppressed all right that. now like yeah no you got I suppressed all that you know I put it I put it to the side like suppressed it I mean and there was days that I you know it affected my relationship it was days I come home and I wouldn't even like we wouldn't even talk you know mm-hmm. what I mean I sleep on the couch downstairs you know what I mean I come home and like it's super late at night my body's still like my body clock's still fucked up because I was working overnight now I'm a man now I'm a supervisor or I'm a manager you know what I'm saying so I'm working during the daytime now or I'm getting home at like 10 p.m and like that's time when you're supposed to be like booed up you know what I'm saying I was you know I come home and I'd be so fucking depressed or so distraught like over the situation that my energy was one, my energy was off. You never want to bring that energy from outside into your home ever. Like you never yeah. bring that shit home. And that's something that I had to learn the hard way. You never bring that energy home. I come home and I would just play Madden all day, bro. I play Madden for like four or five hours so I fall asleep. Just because like that was the only thing I could do to keep my mind off of like all the bullshit going on. You know what I mean? I that was that was helping me unwind. Like I put my mind on like playing video games or, you know, I I, I smoke in uh 
like I would just be downstairs or or I'd just be out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Out like not not even not even doing anything. I I walk to my homie's house. I drive over to the homie crib and just be sitting at his crib, not doing shit. Yeah. Watching Sports Center, like doing things that I felt like was gonna get my mind right, but it wasn't helping me. Those were just things that were just getting in the way. Yeah. Until I would wake up the next day and have to deal with the same bullshit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that affects that that affects people, like, especially in a relationship. Like my girl really had to like deal with a nigga that had like real mental health issues. You know what I mean? You know how hard that is. It's not like I didn't ask for it. You know what I mean? But it's not like she really asked for to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She wanted she she didn't really know the full extent of like my mental health issues until like she really was like with me. We was living together. She got to see that like yeah I'm I'm like I have some shit going on in my head that I just haven't gotten together yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like she stuck with me, bro. Like she's really a ride or die. Like. No matter what the situation is, bro, I love her to death. I always have her back. I always do whatever I can for her because one, she gave me the greatest gift you could ever give anybody, and well, a woman could ever give a man. And I mean, she gave me a daughter that looked just like her and me, <laughs> bro. Like, come on, dog. Like, I owe her everything. I owe her everything, no matter what. Like, bro, anybody, come on, dog. Can't say shit to me about my shorty, bro. That's it. Come on, bro. Like, and that's just where I'm, uh, that's just, you know, just one part of the, one part of the equation, bro. Like, I, I, I told myself that, you know, we had, we, we had a lot of things going on, but I told myself that I'm going to do whatever I can to make that, make my, make our situation, situation right. You know what I mean? That's the girl I want to be with forever, but I can't be with somebody. Like, you can't, you can't give your all to somebody until you're right mentally, bro. Yeah. Like that's just that's just a fact. Yeah. Like I've been fucked up in my own head, bro. So it's like, yo, like I gotta get myself right mm-hmm. because I gotta be the best me for my daughter and for her. Like we we going through our little thing right now, but you know, I mean, the fact that she even I'm lucky she even talking to me. To be honest with you, like I'm lucky she even want to be around me at all. Mm-hmm. So you know, when you when you find ones like that. Bro, it's like cherish them. Yeah, bro, you gotta like really like never take people for granted, because we could all be gone tomorrow, bro. And that's that's sure. one thing that I'm realizing more and more every day. People are losing people left and right. That's true. You know, what I mean, we growing up with a lot of people that we lost already, bro. Before we before you even got out of high school, we lost niggas, bro. That's true. Come on, dog. Like, it's not even like it's not a game. And the older we get, we gonna see more funerals than we see babies born. That's just what it is. You know, what I mean, take care of the things we need to take care of. I work out all the time, bro. I'm, 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 a, I'm a built nigga. It is what it is. You can be as built as you want, but if you weaken your mind, you ain't gonna be able to do shit. It's a fact. So renewing your faith, um, getting that on tack, that's one thing that you're doing. Very important thing. It's 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 most important thing yeah. for me right now because, bro, like he giveth, he can take it away, bro. Like you gotta sure. give the praise to where it, it, it came from. To me, it's like. I know that I know that there's something bigger playing for me. I already know, but I just need. I, I'm just I'm just looking for like God to show me the way. I really have been living a life that has pushed God to the side as like a secondary help instead of being the main. Mm-hmm. Like I push God to the side like He Robin, bro, and I'm Batman. I figure this shit out. You just ride along with me. You know, what and I mean? both y'all can't be but the driver's seat. We both can't be driving, bro. Exactly. Both can't be driving. We both can't be Batman. That's true. There's only one Batman. 
I, I realized that sometimes you gotta swallow your ego and really be like, all right, I'm not strong enough to do this. See, and that's a that's a great thing about that is because you never really know truly how strong God is until you're at your weakest moments. Bro, <laughs> that is a fact. Like that is a fact. And like I said, this is not like a this is not a, a, a preaching moment where like I'm about to tell you like all the great things God has done for me. I'm alive right now. That's one of the greatest things he has ever done so, for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have a daughter who's alive. Do. My daughter's mother's alive and healthy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They both love me. I love them. Like I'm good. You know what I'm saying? As far as that's concerned. Or whatever your faith is, I highly suggest that you just get super, super invested in that and really, I wouldn't say use it as a crest, but really rely on it as like your guide for your life. Cause we all meant to be something. We all meant to do something. You know what I mean, but you can't do it without the without the well, the person upstairs who's making all this happen. Exactly. Anything else that you're doing? Um, uh, you know, therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, therapy, 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 therapy. How's that going? It's going. It's going. I. Right. And you can find therapy in different ways. It's not just be professional. Yeah. This. This is therapy right now. You know, this is why we do this. This is why we do these 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 things. You know what I mean? Spending way more time with my daughter, bro. Like trying to just become the best dad I can be. So you're taking a hiatus right now from um, social media, kind yeah. of sort of. Yeah, I'm taking a little, I'm taking a little hiatus off of off of Instagram. Well, all social media. Yeah. Right now, Instagram specifically, just because I feel like um, I just couldn't do any more faking. Okay. Like I put mango out and I'm I'm super happy about it. I love the project. I love the cover. You know, I love the fact that everybody's enjoying it, but while it was supposed to be a really high point of my life, I was going through I've been going through one of the most low points of my life. Okay. So it's like I can sit here and continue to push this project and act like nothing's going on, nothing's happening, but like I need to go get my mind right and I can't I can't be on here faking like everything's okay, faking like I'm a real nigga. I'm doing all this shit and I'm taking care of my home, taking care of my mind, taking care of all that, and I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't be out here faking no more. And I, I don't want to be on here looking at a whole bunch of other niggas faking too, because everybody faking on the ground. Bro. Like it's not, it's nobody really showing you who they are, it's showing you who they want you to see. Sure. You know what I mean? They're showing you parts of them, you know, and it's just like, I know, I know a lot of these people. I know that they're not really like, I know they probably going through the same things that I'm going through mentally. And like, they just need to see somebody like really give it up. Yeah. They need to see somebody really like take that time to be like, listen, like I'm fucked up mentally and I can't be on here like pretending like everything's okay. Yeah. Like I need to go get myself together. I need to go take care of my mind and take care of myself so I can take care of the people I love. You know what I mean? That's literally it. And I feel like, I hope everybody that has that, that read that post that I put up, like, really took a second to sit back and really think about like what they're doing in their lives and not taking for granted what they got going on because it could all be gone in a second bro when you had first made the initial post um i wasn't on social media so i had um somebody had texted me and um the post read i don't have his number but tell kai i said thank you for sharing this story we all have demons that we're fighting and even hiding from the ones that we love. Hope he gets better soon. Wow. So I saw that and uh, I immediately called you. Wow. And um, 
asked you, you know, what was going on. And you no, know, obviously me and you, we talked and divulged everything that was happening. And I remember telling you this, and I stick with it to this day, is that you posting that message on Instagram was bigger than Mango and anything that you could potentially do. Because no matter how many people heard Mango, not everyone could relate to that. But that message that you had posted, everyone could relate to that in one way or another. And that post just didn't encourage me, but I know it encouraged other people. And like I told you, self-reflection is a first step to self-correction. And you doing that just showed that you were just tired of, you know, dealing with stuff in your past that you never even got to actually deal with. So now in order for you to move on and do better in your life, to face those things now. I did a lot of apologizing. I did a lot of apologizing. The people sometimes who didn't even want an apology from me because they was over it. And like, yo, nigga, we've we been cool for how long? Like, we good now? Like, it's been like three years since that shit happened. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been like seven years since that happened. Like, you still you still think about that? Thank you for apologizing because that means a lot to me. But, you know, bro, we've been, we been good. Like, I've been over that. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter, bro. Like, I needed to get that off me. The main person I needed to talk to was my father. Yeah. You know, that was the main person I needed to talk to. Because growing up, like, he wasn't really around like that. I grew up with my mom, who took care of me, my brother and my sister, and my dad's other kids, because he had other kids too, mm-hmm. as well. It was, we was old, it was always at the house. And my mom, like, you know, she did her thing, man. She was a single mother. She had help from my grandma. You know what I'm saying? So she 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 was really she was the dual role, bro. Like she played dad and mom for a, a very long time. And like my dad was alive, you know what I'm saying? Like I seen him from like time to time. He wasn't a prominent but figure in your life. Nah, he wasn't a prominent figure in my life. I wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. Um and when he was around, specifically when he was around, but specific, specifically when he was still dealing with my mom and like my sister and brother were young, like super young. Um, the things that I had seen were never positive. Mm-hmm. Like the examples I had gotten set for myself whenever he came around was never like good. It was never, I don't ever, I don't recall things ever being okay mm-hmm. when he was around. And not that he was like beating us up or beating us or uh, like, it was just a lot of like negative vibes, a lot mm-hmm. of verbal abuse. Stuff that you're hoping that someone that helped Yo, bring you into his world yeah, wouldn't be doing. Yeah, yeah, something mm-hmm. that I just wouldn't, like, I wouldn't expect to see. Like something that you wouldn't want to see. Something that you would never want your mother to go through. Yeah. It got to a point where like things would get so bad sometimes. I, and I told my dad this too. Um, things would get so bad sometimes that I just... I basically just told my mom, like, yo, why do you even let him come up here? Like, why do you even let him come to our house? Like, tell him to stop coming here. Yeah, I mean, and I was a young, I was a young bull saying this, bro. Like, yeah. But I had to do, I felt like, you know, with my dad not being around like that, regardless of the circumstances, because now that I'm a father myself and going through similar situations, I can, I, I could just, I could just tell you that it's, it's always a two-way street. There's always a side, to, there's always a side to every story. There's always two sides to every story. You know what I'm saying? So my mom could have been doing shit that was devilish or doing shit that was like wrong at the same time. And you know what I mean? I didn't, I, 
I just didn't know. I didn't know because I was just a youngin and I only seen what was in front of me. Mm-hmm. So my dad would sometimes he would call, he would call up, and be like, All right, I'm about to come through. And, you know, my brother and sister would get super excited. They'd be up, they'd be waiting by the door. Like hours would pass. You would never come. You know what I mean? You'd never come. And you might call a couple of days later and be like, Oh, I'm sick, not feeling well. You know, like I, I was, I wasn't feeling as well. I, you know, I'll come through next weekend, whatever. You know what I mean? And it crushed them. Like it really crushed them. They would cry, and you know, I feel like me being like the man of the house and the man of the situation. Like I felt like I had to be strong for them. I had to tell them, be the one that was not crying, telling them, like, listen, yo, we gonna be fine. Like we are, we are okay. Like you got our mom. You know what I mean? She do everything for us. We're, we're good. You know what I mean? And you know, meanwhile, I'm broken too because that shit's affecting me too. I'm a youngin' too. Me and my brother is only two years apart. So it's like, well, two and a half years apart. So it's like, I'm nine and he's seven. Like, what I look like telling a seven year old when I'm nine that you shouldn't cry that your dad's not around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Telling my sister who's five or four years old, like, no, you shouldn't cry. Like, don't, don't be sad. Like, you're going to be okay. You know what I mean? I can't fill that role. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm still. There was things I had to learn on my own. Like I learned how to tie a tie out of a magazine, bro. Out of a Tide Pod commercial, like ad. It literally had a three-step process, and then teaching yourself how to tie a tie. Mm-hmm. I taught myself how to tie a tie, and I was tying my brother's ties for us to go to private school. You know what I'm saying? When I was in high school. You know what I mean? Those are things that like I never got a chance to learn with my father. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I said that stuff to him when I I meant when I specifically mentioned the tie thing, like he sat back and he realized that he was never had taught how to tie a tie by his father. We don't need that cycle to repeat itself. Exactly. Like I need to learn how to love. Like I need to learn how to love freely. I put up a wall for so long because I was I just didn't want to be hurt by the fact that I knew that my dad was leaving. Sometimes he wasn't coming back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why let myself get hurt? I'm not. I just tell myself I'm I'm okay. No matter what happens, I'm always okay. And I carry that with me throughout relationships in the future with with, with chicks that I dated. Mm-hmm. I had one long relationship when I was in high school, like very good friends with the girl, was my best friend at one point. And, you know what I mean? When that ended, I, like, you know, the guard went, it went right back up. You know what I mean? I felt like I, it was a situation where as soon as I let my guard down, like, and let somebody else in. It was I hurt. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. really hurt. So for a while, bro, until I met, you know, the mother of my child, the girl who I feel like I'm in love with and I want to be with forever, until I met her, like, I was, that guard was never coming down. I wasn't about to let that guard come down. Yeah. I treated a lot of, I treated a couple, I treated a lot of girls bad, man. I did. And I'm, I'm not saying I treated them bad, like, oh, I was, I was shitting on them. No, I wasn't doing that. But, like, I definitely wasn't honest and upfront about what I was doing all the time. Just because it was, like, your own it's it coping own, me- mechanism own, so yeah, you could be hard. It was my own coping yeah. mechanism. I was never letting anybody get close to me. Never letting anybody, like, affect my, like, have the power to affect my emotions. Yeah. But, like, that's not... That's not healthy to do. Yeah, that's not, that's really not. healthy I mean, You can't us. be out there letting anybody just get you all frazzled and shit. But no, I mean, like, when it, like when you see people that are truly trying to invest in you, really care about you. Yeah, bro, you can't you can't act like that because when you do that, you make them feel like you don't give a fuck about them. When you write, might actually really care a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like 
you can't let those emotions be hidden and suppressed from the people that really they might need that shit too exactly you know what I'm saying they might need not even you to tell them that you love them but they might need you just to re- to let them know like like yo I'm I'm be honest like shit just be honest in yeah. general like yeah. you know what I mean that just make a lot of things way easier I was cold hearted I was made that way and it wasn't because of a girl it was because of shit that I, I hadn't let go of since I was a kid with my own father like you know what I mean my dad got three young kids right now bro and I told him, I was like, listen, man, like, me and my two brothers, we're older now. Like, it's too late for us. Like, we we love you because you're our dad no matter what happens. Like, we know that there's situations in life that go that happen that, that you know, put you in a position that you can't do certain things or you just weren't doing certain things. Yeah. That's forgiven. It's over, bro. Like, we can't take that back. But you got three kids right now that are young that it's not too late. It's time to put that impression, like, on them now. You know what I mean? I'm older. Like I got my own daughter right now who looks just like me, bro. Like yeah. I'm not I have I have no choice in this world, in this life, but to give her everything she needs. Like she needs the best. She needs to learn the best. She needs to know these things now. She needs to know the things that only a dad can show her. Mm-hmm. The things that only a dad can teach her. My mom tried her best, but there's things that she tried to teach me. She she tried to teach me that a man can only teach a kid. Yeah. Uh, especially a young man. Like yeah. she was at every football game. She was my biggest cheerleader. Yeah, I mean, she was at every honor roll assembly, you know, up until a certain grade because I stopped getting honor roll once I hit like eight, <laughs> next, like, grade. But you know, what I mean, she was my biggest supporter. She still is to this day. Like, you know, what I mean, and like, it's just like it's not too late. Yeah, it's not too late. Those it's boys, not... they need you. you know yeah. I mean? they need you now. Yeah, you know what I mean, you're older. Yeah. Like, you're not. They're not gonna have the same amount of time with you as me and my brothers did, even if we was not really around you. Like, yeah, that's true. They're not going to have that option. By the time they're graduating from high school, you're going to be an old-ass man, bro. They're going to be taking care of you. So before you leave this earth, you need to make sure you do what you do and make sure they remember good things about you and not negative shit. And they're not walking around like, damn, I had nobody to show me how to do the things that like I needed to know how to do. It's not too late. It's never too late, bro. It's never too late to make the situation better. But you got you to gotta work on yourself. Yeah. You have to work on yourself. And... You know, after I had that talk with my dad and we both walked away, we both walked away like really learning and like knowing from one another. Like it was the first real conversation, real grown man conversation I feel like I ever had with him, regardless of the conversations that I had had with him in the past, you know, of any conversation I had with him in the past. I feel like that was the most sincere conversation I had. Because you knew the place where it was coming it was, from. Bro, like it was, it just came from the most genuine place I could possibly bring it from. Like, yeah. Bro, this is the this is a son who loves you regardless of what the hell you ever did to me. Like, I'm always gonna love you. You're my father, bro. Like, you you don't have to ever question if I love you or not. You don't. It is what it is. You my dog. Whatever, bro. Like, I'm a grown man now. Like, we can we we cool. Let's move forward and be good, bro. You know what I'm saying? Let's move forward and be get this elephant out the room. And let me help you. Let me show you some shit that you can show them. You know what I mean? That you can show your young kids. Cause there's things that I taught myself that you still don't, that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's yeah. things I taught myself that I felt like men needed to know that you didn't teach me, but you didn't know as well. So yeah. let me teach you so you could teach them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they could be here protecting my daughter because they're all about the same age. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they they need to they need to grow up and like my daughter needs to grow up feeling like she got those guys around her and that they're protecting her at all times and they're they're treating her the way she's supposed to be treated and they're a positive role model as well around her as well. But they need to see that from us first. Yeah. You know what I mean? They need to see that from me. So 
going forward, man, I'm just I'm pushing my brothers to to like do things the right way, you know, treat women the right way. You know, I, I feel like I have no reason not to treat women the right way. I grew up around the strongest woman I know. Mm-hmm. Show me everything, bro. Everything. Like what 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 right do I have to not treat the woman that I want to be with the same way that my mom my mom I want I treated my mom when I grew up. Yeah. Get yourself together, get your mind right, and just put in the work. Put in the work and just trust that God got you. And that's pretty much it, bro. We're gonna do this again. Oh yeah, this is part one. Yeah, this is part one. We're gonna do this again. <laughs> this is part one. But I really wanna thank you for just being open and honest and the words and just everything that you're saying, bro, there are going to be a lot of people that could resonate with what you were saying tonight. And um, your words will encourage someone, potentially help people. Um, I know I'm encouraged from what I heard from you because not only can I apply some of that stuff that you said to my life, but it's just good to know that sometimes you're not by yourself. And everyone has to understand that they're never alone by themselves when they're going through something. And um never. Never. Nah, bro. Never. Never. You're never alone. And sometimes like just reach out to the homies, bro. Yeah. Like I was about to I was about to leave. I was literally about to like remove myself from this whole entire area and just go down to like Florida and stay with my aunt, my grandma. And I was talking to you. Like I came over here, I told the homies first. I'm like, bro, like listen, bro, like I'm I'm not right right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like Circumstances change, but y'all, y'all basically let me know that y'all was here regardless of the situation. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Like beyond the music, y'all was here for me, bro. Like there's always gonna be somebody who needs some kind of help, like who yeah. needs some some kind of advice, who needs something that they need to talk about because they're going through something in their lives, and you know it's important to get that message out, but it's also important to be on the receiving end and to really extend a hand to listen because. You never know what somebody's going through. You never and know. It's so cliche to say, but it's so true. Well, Kai, I appreciate you, bro, for part one of our podcast. Part one. We're going to be back at We're it. We're definitely going to do this again. Soon. Once again, special thanks to the homie Tyler for allowing me to use the Volt Studio. Thank you for Trey for engineering and helping us out, too. On point. On point podcast. Appreciate you guys for listening.